how do you define success and what does being successful mean to you? I'd be lying if I didn't say winning uh, is uh, how I would define it. But um, winning, I feel like, uh, is being successful. And it might not be the right thing, uh, but it's how I feel like for myself. All right, I'm here with Nick Lucena. Nick, thank you so much for being here, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for Absolutely. having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Nick the Quick, Nick the Greyhound, Tricky Nicky. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, Tricky Nicky. But, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I used to be um, Nick the Quick and the Greyhound. Yeah. Okay, it might be over. <laughs> so. All right. Nick, you went to Florida State. Uh, you had a uh, sports management degree. You have uh, 14 wins on the AVP, nine wins on the world tour. You're an Olympian uh, with Phil Dahlhauser, and you're going for your, your next Olympics uh, after this coronavirus thing. You're a husband. You're a father. Your uh, IG is at NJ Lucena. Nick Lucena, welcome. Thanks again for being here. I'm going to get right into the first question. Yeah, thanks for having me. What does living an inspired life mean to you? Living an inspired life? mean to me um dang well i guess uh you know believing in what i'm doing um as far as justifying being away from my family when we travel and uh being able to provide for my family and just loving what i'm doing um which Mm. is you know i've been able to play volleyball for a lot of years um and really haven't had to work um, outside of that, which I'm very fortunate. That's so, awesome. So uh, um, appreciating that, what I'm doing, and um, hopefully um, doing it the right way. I love that, Nick. That's beautiful. Um, so part of this project, you know, this is this is about uh, tools, the tools that youth athletes can use to find that inspiration and. I was thinking about you before this interview and, and, you know, just watching you over the years and being a fan. Um, I come up with a word for each guest that I have. And my word for you is tenacious. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I can, uh, I'm not proud of a lot of moments that I've had uh, in the past, but yeah, the tenacity is um, something. Yeah. you. I mean, you always just seem like you're, you're just in the finals. You're just always, you're just always there. You're always fighting, you know, and to me that, that inspires me, especially as being a, another short <laughs> player out there. Um, but, you know, obviously the quickness is part of your game, but that tenacity to me is, is extremely inspiring. Can you just expand on that? And where does that come from a little bit? Well, I appreciate you saying that and that's good uh, quality to you know, be associated with. Um, I guess I could say that uh, I had, Grew up with a big family and two older brothers and a younger brother and younger sister and we were really competitive and you know you just start at a young age of not wanting to lose or not wanting to um, you know you wanted to be in the forefront so right maybe it started there you know volleyball like I said was never a plan for me and uh, I picked it up pretty late and um, I really just enjoyed it but I really enjoyed like trying to be good or trying to perfect, you know, volleyball. And so I always felt like I had something to prove because I never came from it or, you know, a lot of the the saying was 
California was where most of the volleyball players came from. And, you know, I was an outsider from Florida. So I don't know. For some yeah. reason, I always saw myself as an underdog. Yeah. And I guess that's where it comes from. That makes sense. I mean, I feel like a lot of athletes, myself included, um, that word or that phrase, I mean, something to prove. Can you just expand on that a little bit? Like, I think I know what you mean by that, but just what does that mean to you? It's probably made up. It's probably in my head. Like I have something to prove to these imaginary people that, uh, but it's, you know, maybe something to prove to myself that I can, you know, I never thought I'd play on the AVP, let alone win a tournament, let alone play on the world tour and, and whatnot. So, you know, maybe deep down inside, it's uh, wanting to prove to myself that I can do it. Cool. Or, or you know, the people that said uh, I couldn't, not that there's one instance where, you know, someone said you can't do it, but right, right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I feel like a lot of athletes, you know, uh, go through that thought process of, man, I'm, I'm going to show you, you know, and, and sometimes that works for us and it drives us, you know, so, you know, yeah. I, I, li- I like that. Um, you know, this is a weird time too right now, Nick, with the whole coronavirus. So, it, it, you know, answer this however you want, but how do you stay inspired outside of the game? Uh, that's, um, that's tough. I was just talking to my wife about it uh, today. Because we, we have a gym in our house and I'm still lifting and stuff. And, um, you know, I had a, a strength coach that I was able to work with before this all happened. And now I'm back to lifting on my own. It's hard to get inspired, um, especially when you don't know if there's going to be a season or an Olympics right. and whatnot. So it's more, um, I see it as a job and it's part of my job it is you know, it, it doesn't sound like it's a job because lifting is um, not really something that uh, people can say they call work. But it's what I have to right. do to stay ready for whenever this does, you know, the coronavirus and stuff settles down and maybe we are able to play. So I use a couple tools. Um, music is always a big inspiration for me. Cool. Uh, so I make sure I'll have a some loud music going on to kind of get me fired up and, and I'm even diving into some energy drinks just to get that <laughs> little um, spark going but once I get into it uh, you know you, you kind of get back into a groove to where all right this is what I'm supposed to be doing get it done and then uh, you feel so much better about yourself once you know, you know my job right now is just to lift and prepare because we can't really practice right uh, and whatnot so right it's right hard thing to do to be inspired uh especially in this time. So totally. Uh, you mentioned stay ready. That's kind of a, a, a phrase, another phrase that athletes are kind of used to hearing, um, you know, but just build on that a little bit. Like what exactly does that mean mentally staying ready up here? Cause it's one thing to go in the gym, you know, but up here. Mentally. Um, I mean, it's actually it's been a nice little break we've had away from volleyball or I've had away from volleyball. Um, so you kind of get that itch to start playing again. And we had a little taste because we were able to play one event before all this happened. So, you know, we, um, mentally, I think, um, I'm an older athlete, so it's easier to kind of, kind of get ready. I have that experience to go off of, um, and whatnot, but you know, we still we're watching video uh, once a week of all the top teams on the world tour and some some matches of us. So that kind of helps staying ready. 
Yeah. It is, it is hard. You know, a priority right now is, you know, your family first and then mm-hmm. health and, and trying to just survive what's going on. So, um, but I've been doing it for so long that uh, it's kind of, it's kind of there in the back of my mind, just being ready. For that sure. That, do, that, that absolutely makes sense. How about visualization? Do you, do you use that uh, even, you know, outside of the game or maybe away from video? Are, are you seeing yourself make plays? Are you seeing the opponent? Are you seeing the game? No, no, not, I don't. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, at tournaments, before we we play, you know, we have a little routine where we'll watch whoever we're playing on video and kind of do our scouting, and then we'll have ten minutes to kind of. Well, I'll take ten minutes to either meditate or, or or do some visualization then. But cool. Right now, no, it's the furthest thing from my mind. I'll, I'll watch a lot of games on YouTube or, or whatnot, just because I enjoy the game and and maybe that helps out. But. Um, now it's just like a waiting period, a holding period. For sure. Yeah, just for sure. Just physically your body ready. And let's just stay on that for a second because, again, another part of the inspiration that you've given me over these years is you've stayed in phenomenal shape. How do you do that? You know, I know you have a lifting resume and, you know, yeah. probably you know, nutrition is probably a part of that. Can you offer any other tools that allow it's you to stay in great not, shape? Uh, it's something new that I've tried to add maybe the last year or two, especially being an older athlete, you know, I'm 40. But um, I have to, I have to, like, I've just had great strength coaches over the years, and I don't mind putting in the work. I actually enjoy being in the gym. It's a fun part of um, what I do. So it's cool. easy. That part's easy because, you know, I enjoy it. But, you know, I have strength coaches that tell me what to do, and I do it. So, I, you know, i got to give my hats off to, to them. And and you know um i think that's helped me play this long for sure without it there's no way i'd still be playing right that's awesome um let's shift a little bit to practice and i know we haven't practiced in a while but uh just put yourself back into when you are in the middle of practice for this question so what does having an inspired practice mean to you um well i'm a competitive person and um so an inspired practice would be uh, achieving everything like we've um, planned to do for that practice at a high level. You know, we're, we're pretty okay. good at, uh, at doing things, I would say, crisp, crisply and just getting it done. Um, you know, we're not the most inspiring people as far as Bill has not the highest energy and we're both. Both, you know, I used to be really energetic. We'll kind of feed off each other, and sometimes I take a backseat to, to that. But um, I think we do do a good job when we are practicing. We get our job done, and uh, we get out, you know? Okay, okay. And, so, yeah. So, to me, that would be an inspired practice. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about the flip side of that. What about an uninspired practice? What does that feel like? And- yeah, it's... Um, and uninspired, but we've had those too. It's, you know, uh, we got to drive four hours each way to kind of practice. So usually we'll go for a week at a time. Or four, four days wait, at a time. Wait, so hold I on. In Orlando, I live in Tallahassee. So it's four hour drive. Four, wait, four usually, hours each way? Yeah, each way. Woo. So actually the last two years, there was very little practice. 
but this year we made a commitment because you know Olympic run that we were going to do it, and we had a great training session with um, Nikolai Mupo from Italy. But an uninspired practice is you know Phil coming up here uh, or me going down there, and maybe you know one of us isn't into it, and we're kind of um, kind of uh, you can tell, and it's kind of wasting uh, each other's time, and it doesn't happen often. But sometimes it does, and it's more like, um, hey, let's, you know, we're both uh, investing our time to get stuff done. Let's make sure we get it done right. But it's hard to be motivated uh, sometimes, so I understand that happening. Yeah. Um, can you offer any tools in that moment? I know it's tough. It's tough for all of us as athletes and coaches, but, like, you know, what what can you offer for that moment of you're like, oh, man, I'm dragging, going through the motions. It's frustrating. Not, yeah. yeah. Cause you're having this dialogue in your head, like, uh, whatever, say it's me not wanting to be there and you're, or I'm struggling with, you know, passing or, or, or getting the drills done. So, uh, what I've learned, um, is being upfront with Jason, our coach and Phil. And so maybe if I start to notice it in the beginning of practice or before practice, um, I kind of let them know like, Hey, you know, I'm not, um, whatever. I could have something else on my mind, like this mm -hmm. one on. I'm going to need a little help getting through this practice. If you see me, I like that. just know that um, it's not my intentions. I'm battling mentally as well as physically. So I, I learned uh, having an open communication with the coach and, you know, your teammate helps go a long way. That's huge. Because um, then maybe they can carry me a little bit and then, then I can kind of feed off them. Uh, so awesome. But other than that, man, yeah, it's, it's tough to do. And just remind yourself that it's just one practice or one week. And, and you know, it's, um, you got to take each day as a new challenge. Sure. Sure. So, um, shout out real quick to your coach, Jason, Jason Lockhead, right? Yeah. Jason Lockhead, the uh, ginger ninja. Yeah. So, uh, he's a good guy. Great guy. Great coach. He was a great player. And we're fortunate to, to have him with us. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great player. Inspiring to watch as another small out there. Yeah. <laughs> small as they come. Like, you know, I, I'm a shorter athlete, but he, he got it done side and out at the highest level. And um, so it's a good dude. Totally. All right. So let's talk about an inspired game. Uh, I've watched you have a couple of those actually. So talk to me about that. What does that feel like? Um, well, I mean, winning is always main goal. So anytime we win, I feel like that's an inspired game. And, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I I'm not, uh, it's kind of hard playing so long. You kind of have to dig because you, know, you get into that um, same routine, like we're another tournament, uh, especially maybe the last couple of years, you know, playing with Phil, you're expected to win. You know, you're playing with one of the best players of all time. So, um, you know, inspired to me is, you know, I'm going to see some serves. I better be ready to battle, got a side out. And if I play well, you know, my intentions is always to play at a high level, but it's hard to, uh, hard to do. For sure. So just as long as um, I'm not giving up or or or, or, or um, 
quitting on a game, which which I, it hasn't happened often. But uh, I don't know that stuff. That's, I, I try to play inspire or you know my competitiveness. I guess maybe I'm confusing the two in, in being inspired and the, the wanting to win. Yeah, no, I got you. I know it's a tough word, like that word of ins- inspired, right? And that's why I'm that's why I'm digging into it a little bit because it's uh, it's something that the, the 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 youth athlete, I feel like it's important for them to try to find that that feeling because it feels good. It feels good when you're in that that moment and you're flowing and you're just you're feeling like like that's where you're supposed to be, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um... When you have that moment where things are going your way, uh, it's definitely a good feeling. But that doesn't happen a lot, a lot, a lot. especially now on the world tour. I mean, it's so tough. E- even on the AVP, it's um, you're in a battle, and there's moments in the in every game, every match where dang things aren't going our way. So <laughs> it's hard to. It's more being prepared for those moments than you know. Very rarely are. are it's things like, yeah, this is awesome. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. We kind of, or I've tried to, to learn to be uncomfortable and uh, be inspired by being uncomfortable and being having a battle through through every game. That's so huge. Maybe like- maybe that is something that's, that's kind of helped me over the years. Yeah, being comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. That, that's cool. Um, just to stay on that for a, a minute, let's say you're in the middle of a match and it, things are not going well and you are uninspired in the middle of a match. What do you do to try to snap out of that quickly? Um, it depends because we've had uh, tournaments where things are, um, you know, not going our way or, or maybe Phil is, um, sorry, we got a dog. Uh, no problem. Come on, man. Get your dogs under control. I'm on a, Zoom meeting. I work too. <laughs> oh, I meant this is work for me. All right. Sorry. Aaron. No worries. No worries. <laughs> no, it's all right. When you're on your call working, uh, I'm going to make sure to <laughs> talk to you. I'll talk to you later, Brett. Huh? All right, sweet. <laughs> Don't worry. We're just live to millions of people right now. Yeah, That's all good. No <laughs> Sorry, but like it's all uh, good. Uh, things, um, yeah, don't go away a lot. Or, 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 you know, I'm a little fiery person, and Phil is the opposite of that. But sometimes I want someone. Uh, either way, I try to just simplify it to whatever the next play. The yeah. Next you know, even more easier than that. It's like keep my arms apart if I'm struggling or if I'm, I'm my. You know, usually when I'm struggling offensively and not feeling it, it's my passing's off. So as long as I can hone in on my passing and, and things will slowly start to to get back. But you know what? There's a lot of good teams and signing out is getting harder and harder. So Yeah, totally. So I guess I, uh, I'm trying to look too far into the future or, or the, the points, whether we're behind and whatnot, and try and simplify it. Sure. At a time, easier to say than to do. I'm just trying to think of moments when I've struggled and, yeah, you know, I kind of just rely on the next player. Or, or, you know, Phil Phil helps me out a lot, and he does a good job of noticing sometimes when I'm struggling and 
he's done a better job of picking it up his energy and he'll, he makes plays. So it's really right. uh, um, awesome to play with a player like that, that that can help you out a lot when that, when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know you guys are really good friends too. I'm, I'm sure that helps with the, with the pressure. Cause you, you mentioned uh, the pressure of playing, uh, you know, with one of the best players of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's not so much, yeah, yeah, it was, it's pressure, but it's something I gotten used to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's more so like you're expected to win or, or have a great finish playing with Phil. Speaking of Phil and shout out to Phil, um, yeah. Phil Dahlhauser. Um, there was, what, what tournament was that? I want to say it was, I can't remember exactly right now, but I, I watched you watch him serve, I think five aces in a row. I think it was this past season. Oh, um, yeah, that was Jake and Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only that, it were float serves. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because he's been known for you know his um, jump serving most of his career. Right, right. Yeah, he got five aces in a row float serving to get us uh, a big lead in the second. We had lost and the first. Where was that again? In New York. New York. That's right. Yeah. And what's going on in, in your mind when you're watching, you know, your teammate excel and, and be awesome like that? I mean, it's, uh, I've seen him do so many great things. Um, and, you know, he, he does something. It doesn't happen often. Someone getting five float serves. I know. And it was a windy tournament. But, uh, you know, in my head, at first, I'm like, all right, sweet. My side out game is going to be a little easier in the second. We got a little bit of a lead. I can not relax, but just know that. I can get away with them making a couple plays uh, if it happens. So, cool. and that's that's the great thing about playing with a point scorer like Phil is, um, you know, you know, you're always in it. You're always in every game, no matter how you know down you are. Yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah, I've seen him do a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Things. Right. Um, well, let's carry that over to mindset. Let's talk about mindset a little bit. So can you give us a little glimpse of your, of your mindset pregame during the game, post training sessions and games, like just a glimpse of like, what are you know, uh, some of the self-talk that you might have or some of the thinking that you might have? Yeah. I mean, um, every game, any game we play, I always anxious. Like I have a lot of anxiety built up, um, Anxiousness, like for the game, how I'm going to perform, um, you know, and uh, and if I let it carry, if I let it get away from me, it can be overwhelming, mm. for sure. And so usually, um, like, there's a whole ball of anxiety during every tournament we play, and it's more of a relief when it's done, whether we win or lose. And, and that's something that um, when I first started playing, I wouldn't, uh, you know, couldn't sleep like me because I'd always be thinking of uh, the match and it's something I've learned to be better at. But, um, you know, my mindset is going over any video we did against the team. So it's a scouting and then, uh, and then it's just relying on um, what I've, what I've done, what we practice, you know, the more we practice or the more, you know, we've looked at, then I'm more prepared. Yeah. My mindset is always like, all right, I'm ready to get after it. Cool. Ready to get the serves, you know, be, be prepared for, for doing some work. Awesome. 
Um, what is, can you, can you just give us like, like, uh, so self-talk, you know, like, let's say like you're getting ready to serve receive, are you thinking about your, you, you mentioned passing, are you thinking about the actual, like, okay, I'm telling my arms to go out or is it more like confidence building? I got this. Just what, what does that self-talk kind of look like for you? Um, I mean, like before I'm receiving a serve, nothing's going through my head really. And, and that's cool. where I feel like, um, I'm playing well. My, my talk, my self-talk will usually happen if, uh, I get stopped. Okay, this is what they did. You know, they dove angle on me, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, I got served to the line. I didn't pass it well. You know, I'm judging. Uh, sorry, man, that might ah, be. Uh, that's all right. Me my thing. No worries. But uh, you know, my self talk is usually critiquing the play that I did before, and whether to adjust, how to adjust, and whatnot. But usually, I'll critique it really quick, and then try to analyze what I should do better or what's working. And, uh, and then it's usually just let the moment happen and let my body kind of do what it's been doing for, for so long. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, and what about stoppage time? You know, in our sport, like there's so much stoppage time. I think I did a stopwatch one time on a match. I mean, it's more than 10 minutes per, per. It could per, be slow for sure. Yeah. So, so like, be, you know, they try and do that seven seconds in between plays. Yeah. So they speed it up some. That's on the world but, tour, right? Um, what's that? On the world tour, you mean? On the world tour, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's tough because uh, especially if you're, I mean, for me, I want to play fast. Like if we're scoring points, hey, let's get this going. Let's score more points. Or if we're down and we're losing, it's like, all right, let's get this going. Let's get these points back. So I like speeding up the game. And, and so – it is a slower sport um, that can be drawn out some. Yeah. Especially with this. I'm not a big fan of the, what, what does the AVP do? The freeze scoring. The freeze, yeah. Because <laughs> there's some, some things that I think can be exciting about it. But, I mean, the early rounds are up, you know, 20. To, it just slows the game up for me. And it's something uh, that I don't, do, I don't deal well with. Yeah, it's heady for sure. I've been on both sides of that freeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I. What, what would you recommend to the youth athlete who might be watching right now and, and is trying to figure out how to deal with that stoppage time? Because for me, I think it's, it's, it's important to utilize that stoppage time for your advantage, whether it's setting up the next play, maybe a quick reflection of the last play, or like you said, just thinking about nothing. You know, those are all good things. But um, yeah. can you just expand on that like a I little bit? I would just um... – I mean, it's almost like getting into a routine mm-hmm. of what you do. Like you said, you analyze what just happened. Um, try not to dwell on it because that's when I think your mind can spin. Like you make a mistake or, you know, you shank a pass or a couple passes and, or even your teammate makes a mistake. It's kind of like getting into that routine where, okay, I analyze, this is what happened, accept it, make any adjustment that you had. And then kind of, um, you know, the more I think you practice something and kind of, and it's working, then that's more, the more you want to kind of stay in that same mode. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. But like I said, I, I like to play fast. I like things to happen at a faster speed for me. Cool. It's a tough, tough thing to, to figure out. 
but there's no right or wrong answer. I think just kind of figure out what, what works for the individual. For sure. And then when you realize it works, kind of just repeat it. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's move into emotion, Nick. Um, you know, emotions are a big part of all sports, but it's how we contain the emotion that I think is really important. That's something I want to ask you about. What are the differences and similarities in, in emotion from both an inspired practice and an inspired game? I don't. Um, so you're saying uh, how you go into a game emotionally during a match versus practice or? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we like, I guess to expand on that a little bit, it's like, you know, the emotions of a game, there's so much more going on. You got the scoreboard. There's the, you know, the, the, the um, you can win or you could lose. Right. Yeah, It's real. Uh, it's real. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, practice kind of builds up for, for the game. And I definitely think you need to, treat practice like that's why that that, I think that's one of the um, things that that's helped me so much is I want to win every practice that's awesome and but that's something that you know some of the partners that I've had you know they don't care they just want to kind of work on their own things right and so it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing because you know when I think of emotions I'm an emotional player like some you know, I, I expect um, a lot of things out of the partners that I've played with and whether that's right or wrong, you know, I've definitely been on the wrong on a lot of those things, but, but I've always uh, wanted to win every practice and then it makes the games uh, easier, mm. I guess. But, but yeah, there is, there is a difference because there's something on the line in a actual match or a tournament. Right. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, so, and I think that's where that uh, anxiousness kind of kind of happens. But I feel that um, I've always been competitive and, and like I said, a lot, anything. Uh, and, and so that's kind of helped me deal with um, the management of the emotions in the game. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm, there's a lot of terrible things that I do mm-hmm. in a match. That kind of drives Phil like or any what? partners. What like the same thing? Like uh, like I said, I expect them to be a certain way or do a certain thing, and it doesn't happen the way my brain kind of imagined it, and I let them know. And that's <laughs> not the right thing to do, but sometimes I can't control the emotions, um, especially earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that that's helped to my advantage. Like I've been able, like, whatever, to use that anger or something to my advantage but you know it backfires sometimes as well yeah the emotional management part of this is a huge part of this whole picture and and i think uh you know i've been a recurring theme for me with this project is to try to delve into that with athletes like yourself olympians um who have who have been through all the different kinds of emotions through any kind of match or a season you know or you know or an injury you know like the the emotions are real so the management part of this is is definitely a big picture it's hard it's hard to manage it really is like even like you said injuries like that's something the last two three years that i've had to deal with you know, you're not used to your body just failing and that that's the hardest thing to to deal with um and and we've gotten into some meditation and stuff uh, over the past two years and um it kind of helps. It doesn't solve everything. It, it's hard to practice, but um, I think just being uh, aware 
of uh, the emotions that pop up. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, notice, hey, this is what's happening. Anger is happening or, you know, rage and just let oh, it run its course and kind of know that it's natural. And, uh, cool. It'll pass. Cool. I love that. The awareness that seems to be a recurring theme that uh, a lot of high do. level. What's that? It's hard to do. Like, hard to do. Yeah, yeah easy. For, yeah. To, it's hard to be aware of, especially when even parenting, like, uh, you know, my kids aren't listening and uh, it's like, but I'm uh, getting better. Like it's, I don't mean to cut you off there, but yeah. Yeah, no problem. Awareness thing is hard to do and uh, I'm still trying to, trying to get better at it. Yeah. No, that awareness, though, I, I really like that idea behind that because everything starts, like change starts with awareness, you know? So, you know, for me, it's like, like you said, that the, the tool of meditation, you know, I've been trying that myself lately. It's difficult. It's difficult for people, like, I feel like who are really active to just, like, chill and, yeah. like, not do anything. But yeah. what I've noticed is that it, that it does help me with my awareness. My awareness level goes up a little bit when I slow down like that. For sure. That, is that happen for you uh, for too? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a, uh, and the more I practice it, the more, uh, the better I get at it. It's just, like you said, it's hard to slow down and kind of put that time aside to be like, all right, it's time to you know, not think about anything. Kind of, it's not an easy, not an easy thing to do. What, what, can I ask you, when do you practice? Is it in the morning or Mornings. is it? Mornings. Yeah, mornings. Yeah. I've got a good little routine um, that I do. I've been practicing. Uh, I'm on like 133 days straight of this Wim Hof breathing. And, oh, Wim Hof. Shout yeah. out. Wim Hof. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it worked out that, uh, you know, it's supposed to build your immune system. So I started late December. And I'm like, I can't not stop doing this, especially with cool. the, the coronavirus going on. Right. <laughs> one thing I set 15 minutes uh, to do and I kind of just listen to a couple guys that I listen to um, while I'm doing the breathing. So that's kind of my time. And then, that's cool. Yeah. Have, have you done the ice baths as well? Yeah, you, I go. Uh, so we have a infrared sauna. So it'll be uh, my breathing into the sauna into the cold shower. I don't have the ice. I wish I had like a little ice tub that was permanently cold. Um, but uh, I'm all about the the ice baths and uh, yeah it's, it's there's something to it yeah for sure there is I, i'm so glad you mentioned wim hoff he's been one of my mentors um and i will i'm gonna leave a link actually on this for for anyone who doesn't know yeah. about wim hoff they should go study his stuff for sure yeah it's, um there's something to it and uh you know I, I'm, my plan is to keep moving forward with that practice and see where it goes Cool. Awesome. Um, let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about flow. So let's go back to practices and games and stuff. And I want to know from you, can you identify when you are in the game, in the flow or in the zone? Um, yeah, no, there's definitely, uh, for sure. I can identify, um, when I'm feeling, um, things are just working. And uh, it's kind of like I said, I have a, I'm trying to predict how each play is going to happen. And, and when that's going, then yeah, I'm in the flow. We, I had a match like that in our last tournaments where I'm like, this is, I'm okay. Things are working. My, my vision's good. My passing's good. And, and usually that's kind of vision is hand in hand and what I'm feeling. Like you see everything. Yeah. 
for some yeah. reason. I don't know why it decides to happen in certain certain games. Uh, but most of the time, it's a battle every game and every point I'm like, side out and in my head I'm like how the heck did I side out uh, how did I catch up I mean it was a guess like a lucky guess but more of like um, an educated guess right but, uh, if that answers the question. yeah yeah and and do you do you find yourself in that flow often or is it really rare no 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 rare no no, no. it's uh, I mean maybe a couple times a tournament a couple times a tournament yeah maybe so, uh, but usually, no, it's a, it's a battle. And, uh, and the same deal, like, um, you know, there's a flow when you're feeling it, and there's certainly the opposite of that when you're struggling. So it's probably um, a couple times with that, too, a tournament. Yeah, and I, the reason why I'm asking that question is because the inspired feeling and being in the flow, for me, are different, right? Because you can be inspired, but... You don't, you're not necessarily in the flow, but when you find yourself in the flow or in the zone or locked in, those are all terms that we use as athletes. Um, it's kind of a incredible feeling, you know, it's just like, Whoa, it's like almost the game slows down a little bit for you. And and like you said, you can see everything you can kind of see it happen before it happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, um, like when it does happen, you know, my confidence goes up, but I, I don't really, uh, um, not really thinking about it. It's just, just happening. Just happens. And it's not till after the match where I'm like, wow, that, that's, you know, I had a little confidence in that match. So something was different about that um, match than before. And you can say you're in the zone or whatnot. But usually while you're in it, it's kind of just like, I recognize that I'm in it, but then, yeah, nothing's going on in that uh, brain of mine. Cool. And here's a big question. Can you practice it? Can you practice being yeah, in the flow I, or, or does it just come and when it comes, okay, let me ask, let me, let me ask you two questions and, and, and then we'll go from there. Not only can you practice it, but when it does come, let's say you're in practice and you're finding yourself in that flow. Yeah. Can you bank that feeling for later in the game? I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't know. Uh, okay. I have found a way to uh, be able to harness that. If I did, that'd be awesome. <laughs> right so it's almost like you know you're um, striving for that uh, feeling and that high um, high level of play and when it happens you just appreciate it and um, it doesn't happen you know all the time and I wish I wish it did uh, and that's just for me you know, maybe some other players are, are comes easier to them and they feel it more often. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of something that Cart said when I recently interviewed him, I yeah, asked him this, I'm curious to, to see if he thought he was in the flow of most of his uh, career. Yeah. He actually said that he, it was very rare. He could probably count on two hands his whole career when he was in that zone. And he, I was like, well, what are you doing most of the time then? He's like, well, I'm actually just making adjustments most of the time. Yeah. You know, and, is, That's, that uh, and I said it happens a couple times a tournament. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> if it's the same flow we're talking about, then I haven't experienced it yet. If cards are twice or a handful of times. That's funny. Well, everyone's different, you know. That's why it's a good question. Well, I mean, his expect—that's the thing. It's like if you you strive for perfection. And yeah, but I, I really. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying he was 
probably the best the best player of all time. And right. At such a high level. Right. But that really stuck with me. Like he's like, yeah, I'm not really worried about the flow so much. I'm 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 actually just constantly adjusting. I'm 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 he he called it a puzzle. He's like, it's like a puzzle. I'm just trying to figure out what what goes where yeah. and what the other team is doing. And For that sure. really that stuck with me a lot. That was good. Yeah, that's I mean that's you know what you're doing after every play is just making these you know what happened. You analyze it and figure out if you gotta make a switch it or don't. Right. Right. Awesome. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about sources, Nick. Where do you get inspiration from? And it could be anywhere, however you want to answer that. Um, when it comes to volleyball, other players. Mm. Uh, cool. Especially now. Uh, before I was always, when I first started, Todd was a big uh, inspiration for me like and I tried to do everything I could to surround myself like I moved to Santa Barbara I ended up training with him and awesome. his trainer and I was like all right I'm just gonna surround myself with this guy and um, kind of see what he does and and whatnot and then um, now it's all these younger players that are ridiculously good Taylor is one of them uh, mm -hmm. he's definitely you got to look at those players because they're, I think, at the top of the game. And so, you know, it's like, all right, you see what he's doing and uh, kind of fires me up to, to you know, be like one of those players, like a Taylor, Christian Sorum is, uh, there's a ton of players that uh, I think are great. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Shout out Todd Rogers, the professor. Uh, he's amazing. Shout out to Taylor Crab. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, two completely different uh, players, but both I think are great players. Yeah. Taylor's fun to fun to watch. Totally. A perfectionist. Like he was really good. Totally, and he's and he's very cerebral. Like I, I had him on as well, and just picking yeah. his brain was just awesome. Um, when, just to stay on that for a second, when you're I kind of want to know from the world tour perspective too, like, or, or the AVP, but um, when you're watching these players, are you watching them and like getting general inspiration from them? Like, Oh my God, like, that player's really good. Are you actually studying and like breaking down the no, mechanics? I'm, also, I'm uh, both. So uh, both. Yeah. yeah, you're watching what they do defensively, siding out wise, but then you're also like, all right, this kid's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, makes me want to be, you know, just as good. If not, you know, I'm always trying to be better, like I said. Uh, so, um, but for sure, you're, you're taking away the things that they do well and, and, and using yeah. that tool for yourself. And you would, I'm assuming you would recommend that to the youth athlete starting that early, right? Like, like, yeah, even, 100%. yeah. find someone that relates. Uh, it's like, you know, Sure, Phil does awesome things, and I think what he does is great. Does it relate to me? Right, right. <laughs> so it's like pick a player or pick someone that you know um, you can relate to and see what they do well. You know, uh, uh, one thing I started watching um, some Stein Metzger videos this off season because uh, I just thought, besides being a great player, he was just like an awesome partner. Totally. Pumping up his 
his partner, and uh, I thought he got the best out of his partners. John Hyden is another person that does that. So, you know, I was like, man, I got to be a better partner for Phil. You know, uh, how can I do that? Uh, you know, because we have a routine we get to when we're playing the game, but it, and sometimes it doesn't work. So I was sure. looking at the Stein videos, and I was like, uh, if, you know, he's just little things like that, that uh, just always trying to better yourself. And uh, so I use my peers and, um, and the people that I compete against. That's awesome. Shout out Stein Metzger, shout out John Hyden, both class acts, uh, both yeah, amazing, uh, amazing careers. Pain in the ass to play against Stein. I've gotten to do it a couple of times, but uh, I'm a big fan of Stein. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, that's the main part of the interview. So let's move to the lightning round. Okay. All right. I'm just giving you like little short answers. Uh, yeah. Again, answer these however you want. Okay. There's supposed. To, I'm, I'm encouraging a short answer, but if you wanna, if you have a story or whatever. Uh, I feel like all my answers have been short. So you're doing great, bro. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, how do you define success, and what does being successful mean to you? I'd be lying if I didn't say winning uh, is uh, how I would define it. But, um, you know, yeah, winning, I feel like, uh, is being successful. And it might not be the right thing, uh, but it's how I feel like for myself. When we win, you know, it's like, uh, do what I was supposed to do. And, uh, cool. but, you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to win. Yeah. Cool. How do you consider the idea of failure? Um, gotta, I learned to accept it. It wasn't, uh, easy. Um, but you know, I learned to give credit to other players. Um, there's a lot of great players out there and, uh, I accept it and then try and learn from it. Cool. What are the most successful habits that you do on a consistent basis? I'm pretty good with um, my lifting regimen. Um, when we're practicing, like uh, doing that and then always trying to do whatever I do at the highest level. If I'm in the gym, I'm trying to break numbers. If I'm practicing, I'm trying to win any drill. So. Love that. Love that. For you, what is the most important lesson that has helped shape who you are today? Dang. That's a lightning round question, man. That's like, tough uh, one. That's uh, tough one. Uh, what has shaped, um, uh, that's a tough question. There's too many things that, uh, and there's, I need to be shaped way better. Like this is a, <laughs> it's like a blob right now, but <laughs> Um, from a volleyball aspect and what I've done is, uh, is hard work. Like I learned that you got to put work in off the sand, more work off the sand than, uh, than you think you do. Love that hard work. Can you share the biggest challenge you've been through on your journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, in the volleyball journey, that is, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, biggest challenge is, um, I tell you, 2013, my wife found out she was pregnant. Matt Furbringer retired at that time, and Sean Scott retired. So I had to become a blocker and play with John Hyden. 
for a full season, 2013. I love it. And uh, it was the worst year I had as a professional, but I learned. I decided, I was like, John, let, let me play. We're going to be terrible, but I just want to learn from you. And um, I was going to retire in 2013 because I wasn't providing for, I was about to have a kid. And I was like, there's no big people out. And uh, I ended up, I ended up uh, making it back thanks to Theo Bruner. Quit the indoor national team. I was trying to get him to, I was trying to get any big guy from the national team to try beach and Theo took a chance. And uh, last tournament of the year, we mm -hmm. won in 2013. And I was able to bounce back and get back on because I fell off the FIVB main draw. I was in country quota. And once you're in that, that's a, that's purgatory. <laughs> that was the toughest, uh, you know, I was going to quit in 2013 and, and uh, who knows what happened. Wow. Shout out Theo. Theo Brenner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really, really good dude. And, and has improved quite a bit quickly. Um, I don't have this written down, but I just want to pick your mind about this because you mentioned it. You said you were about to quit. Yeah. For any athlete that might be going through that, what was something that helped you not? Um, well, my wife, uh, she's like, yeah, you're not quitting. Um, but in my mind, I was like, you know, I'm not making any volleyball. You don't make money. Um, or you don't make a ton of it, especially to support a family. Right. So we were having a kid and, um, in my mind, I knew I wasn't done. Like uh, I knew I had a lot to, um, give mm -hmm. and, uh, but I would have done it easily if, if it wasn't for for her. And then um, it's tough to do because, you know, I've wanted to – a handful of times, like, I've thought about, all right, let me be done. I'm tired of traveling and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, the desire to com compete is just – there's nothing, nothing better than it for me. There's nothing better. And so, uh, you know, I think – like it, com it comes and goes and just realize that, hey, you're going to be down for a little bit. Um, I've learned to accept it and and kind of know deep down inside, like I want to compete at anything. Yeah. There's there's nothing more beneficial or fun than, than doing that. Being so. a competitor. I love that, man. Yeah. That's yeah, that's great. why I think coaching is awesome too. So you get to compete that way. You know, you're not actually doing the comp – you know, the – actual playing but that's kind of cool you get to shape these kids and uh and be competitive that way absolutely absolutely um what is the biggest challenge you see from your peers from other athletes out there meaning um like just as individuals or yeah yeah just as individuals you know is it is it like to you, me you, like, uh, well, you mentioned the financial aspect. I mean, I'm sure that's a, a challenge. I mean, for sure. Uh, uh, like how, um, um, so I'll, I'll, as far as my peers and the other volleyball players that play, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they live in California and try and play volleyball where you're not making a living. You usually have another job. Right. And, um, and they put a lot of time in the gym practicing and for 
for not a lot. Right. They do it for because they love the game and they love competing, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's really sad, and um, I don't I don't know if it will change. Um, so that, I mean, that's a big big uh, reason why we moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cost of living's ridiculously cheaper than California, and uh, and but it's tough to do to play volleyball and to. Um, say you're making a living out of it. Right. So, uh, and especially to pursue the Olympics like yourself. Yeah. You're sacrificing a, a lot, a lot of time and, um, time with family and stuff like that. And, and that's a lot of Olympic sports. I feel like there, there's no really, uh, monetary gain in it, right. but, um, it's more of a passion and it's a great achievement to do, but you got to sacrifice a lot. Right. Right. How important is the idea of having impact to you? Um, as far as uh, towards the youth and all that, uh, or um, towards yeah, anyone? Yeah, or really, anyone. You know, you're on TV, you know, you, like people are watching you and, and you know, people I, like I, myself, you know, you, yeah, you're, you're impacting me. <laughs> well, let me apologize. That, <laughs> <laughs> my intentions are... Um, I, I try to to represent myself in a positive in a positive way, mm -hmm. and as long as I'm doing that, then I'm okay with it. Uh, or, Love that. You know, but um, I'm not I'm not a big social media person. I don't like talking about myself. I'd rather be away from everything, and uh, and I'm okay with that. But I definitely want to be a positive impact. Like I don't I don't want to be seen, and I've done plenty of things on the court. You know, that can be seen not so positive it, you know, and I'm not proud of it but uh, for sure as long as I carry myself off the court as well um, and that that's 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 important you know uh, yeah absolutely okay I like that um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why from who That's tough. Um, it's a tough question. Tough lightning round, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, there's no lightning round. This is just, uh, um, I don't know how to answer that question. As That's far okay. as uh, there's so many people that have kind of given me advice, and I really can't. Uh, I'm uh, again. I'll just have to go with. Uh, my wife Brooke. Yeah, I was thinking that. She, um, it's not so much anything she said; it's more how she lives. Cool. And I just see what she does, so she's doing it by example, even though you know she's not saying anything directly to me. So, you know, I use her as a inspiration because when she plays, she was one of the hardest workers I've ever seen, and when she coaches, same deal. And she does it with a smile and positive energy and i'm like what the heck that's real. <laughs> you can't do this all the time Another. that's so cool that, that's that's what i'd have to say that's awesome shout out to Bruce, uh, your yeah, wife. I mean, that's <laughs> lame or you good, but it's the truth no that's really cool that's awesome all right well you might not like me for this question because it's another deep one but we'll give it a shot what is your ultimate why why as far as it, i'm trying to figure that out man 
<laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> figure out why? Why am I here? Like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, I grew up in church, and that question has been uh, the biggest. I think uh, I don't know why. Um, I, I think, sort of, to jump in, I think you kind of already answered it a little bit in saying that because I'm a competitor, that's why you do what you do, right? Oh, as far as uh, competing and playing, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you could take it. Feels you could take that philosophically if you I don't want. Know. You're like, why? I'm, why we're here? I don't know, man. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> but as far as why is uh, volleyball and yeah, I mean, I love competing in it, but it's yeah. all by accident. Um, you know, I grew up playing volleyball. I didn't expect to play volleyball, but. Um, why is it because i don't want to do anything else like that's so maybe that i like that yeah. i like that all right nick couple more here um looking back on your journey is there anything you wish you could change and why yeah uh i think it, it helped me um get to where uh i am now but i made a pretty big mistake uh uh, playing, uh, I played with Sean Scott, 2008, and um, he was kind of over playing overseas. And uh, you know, Brad Keenan was an up and comer and wanted to play overseas. And him and John had a great two years. And um, I gave Sean Scott the old boot and picked up Brad Keenan, and I regret it. I mean, uh, Brad, good guy, great guy. Sean Scott is one of the best players, blockers of all time. And uh, him and John had a great, great career. Great. Uh, I think they're one of the best teams to play. That's my biggest regret. Um, and Sean still doesn't let me live it down. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I wouldn't have been able, you know, I would have never played with Furby uh, two years later and playing overseas was something I wanted to do. But, uh, I mean, that's tough to let down. Sean Scott's just the man. Yeah, he is. One of the best blockers of all time. Shout out, Sean Scott. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, cool. Um, all right, so I don't know if you have the pyramids in front of you, but this question is about the pyramids. I have them here. I don't know if you can see them through the screen. I don't have uh, in front of me. Okay. This is the, uh, I don't know if the glare will, will work, but right. this is John Wooden's, and um, it says competitive greatness at the top. And, you know... My question for you is, you know, looking at these pyramids, you know, um, what do you think is missing, if anything, and what speaks loudly to you? Dang, I got to pull that up in my, that's okay. uh, my phone. No, that's okay. Because you, uh, you sent it. Uh... Yeah, I sent it by email. Um, and basically, while you're looking, I, I just, I'll, I'll give you a quick little rundown of, of, of these pyramids. I, you know, for all athletes... I think we need a compass. We need to know where we're going. And, and, and for John Wooden, when he made that pyramid, that really worked for him. You know, he, he had a bunch of success from these pyramids. So for me, I look at these pyramids and I, and I try to take something from them and I try to figure out what I should add. Um, so I don't know if that resonates with you or makes sense, but, um, yeah. you know. No, for sure. It, uh, thanks. A lot of uh, it's my first time ever uh, looking at this. 
Okay. Okay. Am I supposed to look at it before? Because if so, I'm a terrible <laughs> student. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, and 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 real quick while you're looking at it, so like this was painted on the on the wall at UCLA, so it really got in my head when we were going there, and and it's kind of the part of the culture at UCLA. It's the 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 pyramid of success. Um, yeah. So you know whether whether it resonates or not, or some things pop out at you or not, it it has definitely worked in terms of the culture of winning for at sure. UCLA. I mean, there's a, the whole bottom, um, you know, family, love and friendship and faith are huge. I mean, that's just how I try. And oh, you're looking at the inspi- uh, inspired living. Are you looking at that one? Oh yeah. That's yours. So yeah. So that's the one I, I was inspired that's to, the one you told me to look at, right? Uh, well, that no, that's fine. So well, I was looking at both of them, but yeah, let's look at that one. So basically I was inspired to create this one by looking at this pyramid of success all the time. Gotcha. And the diff, the main difference is the top because competitive greatness is on John Wooden's. But oh, I that's put, what he has on, uh, on his. Yeah. But I put inspired living on the top of this one because I think to me, that's my goal. I would like to be in that kind of place at all times. Coming back. And my kid, uh, you want to come say hi? Can say hi to Mr. Aaron. Hey, buddy. I hi. Back so early. This is Cole. Hey, Cole. Yeah. What's up, dude? Give me uh, a minute. You want to go say hi to mommy? Yes. Two yes. minutes. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, I, that's weird. It just cut off. No, I no worries. Answer. So <laughs> I don't. I, Hold on, let me let him out. Yeah, no problem. That was funny. So you were right in the middle of saying, like, uh, yeah, for sure. That was uh, saying. But uh, we're talking about a compass of, like, a direction of where to go in. And I was mentioning about inspired living. Yes. And I I mean, your whole life, that'd be awesome if you could just be inspired in everything. Yeah you know you do mm-hmm. but i can't uh no sir <laughs> no sir you gotta go inside man uh you give me uh, two minutes get this kid inside yeah no no problem at all go for it let take less than two minutes yeah yeah for sure i'll go outside with you after come on ah. hi Grammy. i'm almost done i was given the best answer ever <laughs> uh Grammy, you all right all right, I'm going to start cooking, and uh, I'll start cooking soon. Sorry, buddy. Multitasking. You're doing great. i got to make Taco Tuesdays. I uh, learned of a uh, watermelon margarita I want to make. So, but I try to, I mean, it's hard to be inspired, but be something if uh, you were, or if you found yeah. something uh, that got you going all the time. And, and and just to just to finish this up because we're we're pretty much done. But like, yeah. um, like, d- would you recommend? Um, okay, so I recommend that all athletes make something like this. It doesn't have to be a pyramid of inspired living. It doesn't have to be the pyramid of success. But that I think that we all as athletes need to know where we're trying to get to. Winning is definitely a part of that. But would you recommend also to another athlete that they should make something like this for themselves, where it's like a compass of like a direction that they're trying to go in? For sure. I, I mean, it makes sense because it's um, like the compass is perfect. It's it's if you feel lost or you're off the track or whatnot, you, you kind of have a reminder. Be like, 
you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm playing for. This is how I get to where I want to go. Right. Um, it's something I never did. Um, do you have that now moving to the Olympics? Like I, I would assume that maybe the top of your, your pyramid, if you had a pyramid would be, you know, winning the Olympics, let's say, or, or make it, you know, I, I think, I mean, yeah. aren't you like, for sure. I don't, I mean, I don't have um, a top, obviously that'd be a great uh, achievement mm -hmm. and maybe because it's um, not impossible, but it's just so hard to attain and so far away that I, I'd rather more focus on what am I going to get done today? Oh, I like that, yeah. Nick. I really like that. I got a, I lifted today. I got it done. I got, um, you know, I didn't do my condition, which is terrible, but, uh, it's like, well, cause the further I think far, uh, or the farther ahead, I think more stressful it is because it's more stuff I can't control. Interesting. And, um, and then I can get, I can lose focus on what I'm really trying to accomplish. So maybe, um, yeah, I, I don't know. No, that's good. That's really good. Just stay focused on today and the tasks that you have today. Yeah. Uh, that's Keeps you in the moment too. Easier. Yeah. That's what everyone says. Just be in the moment. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Hard to do. Cause right. for sure my, my brain can go down that track to where with this whole coronavirus to like, dude, are we really going to be like this for another year? I can't, you know, I'm just trying to get through um, today, but right. But there is a, a pyramid, and then you do have um, some fundamental blocks that that I think is just natural. But if you can write it down, and you know, I'm a visual learner, so maybe that's something I should have done. But maybe it's something I've just kind of grabbed over the years. Like family, for sure, is one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a huge, huge one for for me. Uh, cool. And whatnot, and you know, ultimate what the top is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my top is, but, uh, okay. Inspired living. That should be everyone's freaking, uh, <laughs> uh, goal. That's cause. cool. That's cool to hear from you. Cause that makes me feel good. Cause I agree. I think that should be everyone's goal and like winning should just be a byproduct of that. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, it's impossible to, you're not going to win. If you're living inspired, then you're winning at everything. doesn't matter right. what, what it is so that's right you know very cool. awesome. maybe i need to start figuring out how to get there yeah man, me too all of us you know I, I i hear that that's awesome all right nick last question for you i'm gonna let you go be with your family um uh, you know as all the time for the last two months <laughs> the day I just, you know, we got Taco Tuesdays. Taco time, Taco time. Um, but before Taco time, just talk to me about being an Olympian. You know, um, you're one of the few athletes, really, especially being a, an undersized volleyball player that, um, you know, has Olympic experience and is getting ready for another Olympics. Um, you know, talk to me about fulfillment and specifically as being an Olympian. You know, what does fulfillment mean to you? Um, it's definitely, mm, I think maybe when my career is all done and I kind of look back, I'll be like, that's, that's freaking awesome. And it is awesome to be an Olympian. Um, and I'm, 
grateful and like humble about it. Cool. And, um, but it's like, eh, you just, there's so many people, um, I think in the volleyball world that, for instance, 2012, I thought uh, Furby and I had a chance to make the Olympics and we had this Olympic run with Sean and Jake and we didn't make it. Uh, came down to the last tournament and the difference between two finishes. And so we didn't make it, but does that disqualify Furby from what he put into it? And, uh, you know, I think of falling short from making the Olympics. I think of that more than actually when I qualified, when I think about it. And, and mm. it's tough to, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that question. And another thing with the Olympics is uh, it's awesome. Are you kidding me? You're with all these ridiculous athletes. You're representing your country. Right. It's amazing. But it's a for volleyball. It's just another volleyball tournament. Like uh, we play the same guys two weeks after, two weeks before, and the same team. And so they put a lot of pressure on winning this tournament. And uh, it's mm -hmm. hard to do. Kind of everything just has to line up um, your way. Right. But, right. Like I'm grateful to have done it. Doesn't make me any you know better or worse than, than any other than a player. I mean, that's just my thoughts. I don't know if it makes sense. It definitely makes sense, Nick. I and I and you know, just a real quick visual for you, like the whole idea of the tools within with this this project is about. If you can kind of imagine Batman, yeah. right? And you see Batman with his tool belt, right? Sure. So like gratitude would be like one of the number one tools that I'm trying to teach, you know, the kids in our club, um, but really the kids, youth athletes anywhere, not just volleyball players, but just the, the youth athlete to reach down in that tool belt and, and grab that tool of gratitude. You know, that's I, like the very number one tool that I teach. Would you agree with that? Dude, there's nothing and you don't see it a lot in kids uh, today. Right. See, uh, and uh, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I probably wasn't grateful as grateful as I am now too. So I'm not saying it's uh, different, but uh, it's the number one thing. You got to be grateful, like uh, or I mean, for sure. And, and it's something it's hard to do because you can get into this uh, me first and why isn't things happening the way I, I, I want. And, you kind of lose perspective right what you're actually doing and you know the things you get to learn and some people don't appreciate that but for sure tool gratitude it's on my belt right there <laughs> right there tool number one yeah. well nick i'm extremely grateful yeah. for the time that we shared oh, today man. that was awesome i had a lot Thank of fun you. talking Thanks with you i'm a bear i don't even know what the heck i said over the last hour <laughs> 20 minutes well, I recorded it, so I'll shoot it to you, and you, and you can you can review it. But no, I'm, um, sure it's, uh, I'm sure it'll be sweet. Yeah, but you you crushed it. I really appreciate your time, and uh, and best of luck with you know with uh, moving forward in the Olympics and the Olympic run and all that kind of stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, good luck with uh, with doing this. This is awesome. It's cool, awesome, man. Good time to make it happen. Thank you very much, man. Cool. Really appreciate you being a part of it. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. Later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by DAF Global. 
If you're looking to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for editing services, hit up my guys, Oliver and Garrett at DAF Global. They're awesome. They help me with this podcast and they take care of all kinds of different services like editing and audio enhancement. And they're great to work with. They're also offering a 10% discount to all within the game listeners. So hit my guys up at DAF Global on Instagram and also on their website, www.dafglobal.co.uk.